0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. It's time for the Geeks Pub, and what a time it is. We've got some amazing things that one of the co-hosts hasn't bothered with yet. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I watched Uh, last week's episode before uh, this week. uh Do me a favor.
0: (laughs) So... David knows what happens in the Mandalorian because he read about it, and that's exactly the same thing. Um, I, I'm, I'm joking, no but I'm not joking because we're going to spoil the Mandalorian uh, season eight or <laughs> see episode eight and season two. Um,
1: yeah,
0: and you know, we recorded Tech Fan last week, right around the same time um, Disney and Lucas. Uh, Kind of revealed plans for the upcoming slate of Star Wars projects coming in the next year, maybe a year and a half.
1: This was Disney's investment conference, so of and course they had, to, they had, they had to, to show everything. They had to tip of their entire hand, and
0: boy, did they tip. Boy, it's kind of impressive. We're going to get to all of that, as well as the post credit scene in uh Mandalorian and what post credit scene. Oh, see, he didn't watch it. (laughs) Um but first let's let's talk about video games for a second here. Um specifically probably the biggest news in video games right now, and I'm not talking about the launch of the new Xbox and the PS five. Yeah, it's old news. That's all news at this point. I don't have either one of those consoles and I don't quite honestly unless someone falls in my lap I don't really plan on getting one anytime soon. There's just not enough games but there was one game I'll be honest that was kind of making me thinking you know a PS5 playing that game looks like it would be really really cool the marketing was cool behind it all the hype behind it was you know kind of intoxicating and that was Cyberpunk 2077 the some of the gameplay footage that I had seen pre-launch and when I say pre-launch I don't mean eight months ago I mean just a couple weeks before the game came out looked super impressive and and kind of an open world um, the artwork looked amazing the gameplay looked really engaging and fun and what's going on with this game now David?
1: Well nothing good apparently um, so this this is from the people who did The Witcher The Witcher 3 which was very very critically acclaimed when yep. it came out and this has been on the cards for a while, it's been delayed a couple of times um, but has had an awful lot of um, promotional hype behind it, uh, including the involvement of Keanu Reeves, who apparently has been face-mapped into the game as one of the characters, and he's been going around talking about it. So it's had a really, really big buzz. And like you say, this was the first big original game for for these next-gen consoles, so it was a real real big deal. And um, often what happens with these games, I remember with Batman Arkham Knight this was a problem, is they release on multiple platforms, and often the PC is the one that's crap, um, isn't appears non, not finished because you know the PC is a a variable platform it's more complicated to develop for and you're dealing with multiple graphics cards and different configurations and all these sorts of things and it's harder to to hit on um, and certainly that was the case with Arkham Knight and apparently for the first year of Arkham Knight's release the PC version was virtually unplayable. Yeah. Um. This time round, Cyberpunk has done this except it's the uh, next gen console versions. That are unplayable. In fact, when I say next gen consoles. I don't think it's available for the previous gen consoles. I think yes, it for. is. That's the problem. It is. Yeah. Oh, is it on PS4 and uh, yes. and Xbox One?
0: Yeah. And they had the biggest problems.
1: Yeah. So, so this game comes basically, out y- you know, and you should it's be able. Playable. To, yeah, you should be able to target a console. It's a fixed spec. Yeah, you, you know, you Especially can buy Xbox one. Especially the Xbox
0: One and the PS4. They've been out for years now.
1: Exactly, yeah. And you, you, you go out, you buy one. I mean, if, if nothing else apart from development kits. You go out, you buy one, you put your game in, you try it, and you go, you know, well, we need to do some stuff here or not. Uh, and, of course, these systems, and here's the problem. These systems are designed for online patching um, of many, many gigabytes as i found since i bought my uh, son the ps4 that that you know as soon as you put a game in you immediately have to download gigabytes of of updates and that sort of thing uh, and i think what happened was that the developers here thought "Oh, we'll release it anyway and we'll fix it in post um but the problem is they can't fix it in post because the game is literally unplayable to the point that uh, first of all CD Projekt Red, the developer, said that well, you know, really, if you're very, very unhappy, we recommend you get a, you try and get a refund. Yeah, um, and then Sony went, well, the only way we can do that basically is if you're say if you, the developer, are saying that we are going to pull the game um, from our store and we're going to give everybody who's bought it a refund, and I God knows what the financial. Um, Recompense for that between the developer and the publisher and Sony is. Oh, I think this is going to eventually put Project Redkit out of business. I would have thought so. Um, I think this, this is... is a
0: debacle. And look, this isn't the 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 code writers' fault. This is unrealistic expectations from management and marketing that had put hard deadlines. We have to launch this game for the holiday season. That is the last drop dead date that we can do it and well, it's been delayed 3 times already this year.
1: Yeah, now now I know if no, I'm going to come back on that, is that. I would I would be less um forgiving to the developer if this was the original deadline, yeah, and they were made to stick to it. But actually they've already had delays.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This was delayed 3 times already.
1: Yeah, so so um you know, I I yeah, I would I would I would say to the developer, you've already had opportunities to fix this, and you haven't done it. Um, you know, being able to fa- fail to meet this deadline is is you've they've had plenty of chances, and they've uh, and they've kind of messed it up. They're also apparently this this um, developer was famous for saying that they would never put their staff into crunch mode, where basically they have to work all hours, yeah, all hours, God to try and finish it, and yet they did. So obviously, this is not a well-run studio, unfortunately, and which is why I, say thing, I don't.
0: I don't blame the 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 code writers. I blame management.
1: No, no, no. Like, well, I do blame the code writers to be honest, because we don't know what's gone on inside the studio. Where if they if they if the code writers have said it's not ready, yeah, then then yes, you would blame management. We don't know. I mean, yeah, it's I a because
0: this it's is very an difficult to understand
1: how. In this day, and age, it's very difficult to understand how any studio can get into this position, right? If the management know it's not right, then that's fine. But to be honest with you, the management there and to manage the code writers, it should have been apparent a long, long time ago this wasn't going to be ready. And it it the code writers often are told, you know, will often say what they think management want to hear rather than what the reality is because they don't want to get fired. Um, you know the whole thing is is i
0: I would agree with you except this is an industry rife with story after story after story for a decade and a half now with these big launch titles like this these triple a titles if you will um going through development hell just like this and you hear from the code writers afterwards people who left companies like ea and rockstar that says it was awful uh you know they wouldn't listen to the code writer saying, here's the problems. This is how long we need to fix this. And they said, sorry, we have to hit this date that launch date Christmas time. This is the only thing that's important. We have to launch before Christmas. And if this, it look, if this was April and they released it like this, I might be a little bit more sympathetic, but for management, um, you know, while well, they didn't tell us it was this bad, you know, we didn't know we launched it when they said it was ready. no, When you're hitting a hard date like this and it's been delayed this many times, that means it's management and the marketing firms, or the team anyways, was putting these artificial deadlines that they just couldn't hit. I mean, games of this complexity takes a long time to develop and takes a lot of money. And management has to get it out in their minds by a certain date to recoup that money so they don't go under. I get it. But, man, this is just a fiasco all the way around it just
1: yeah i think that i think there's plenty of blame to go around i'm not mm-hmm. going to blame i'm going to blame cd project red as a whole yeah um i'm not going to pick out into indiv- oh, we don't have enough I, I think it I was chip pick-
0: and marketing chip in. chip his name is chip. chip he works in the marketing. market oh, right. chip in marketing okay yes, it's, it's right yeah fault. you think it's his fault do you i do uh i i don't know wouldn't it be bad um, if there was actually a chip in marketing in that company he's like <laughs> hey I was just the coffee exactly. runner, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was a lot of coffee though. There's um, a lot of coffee. Yeah. Um I look. I think I think everybody involved with this all the way through, the developer, the publisher, even Sony, Microsoft to an extent, yeah, has to bear some blame here. I, everyone, there would have been plenty of opportunities all the way through this for somebody to say, you know what, there's parts of this product that are not right, we are going to have to um, do something about this. One way or the other, you know. And the smart thing to do, to be honest, would have would have been to uh, perhaps release it for the platforms it worked best on, which are the the true next gen consoles, and then hold the um, the buggy version, the PS4 and Xbox One versions, yeah, back for three months to actually release them. Then, the you know, and then and then maybe given
0: those are the platforms that's going to sell, because very well, few people true, have yeah, a PS5 yeah. or the new Xbox. Because I and I but, keep saying the new Xbox
1: because I don't know what the hell its name is. Well, it's very similar to the old one, isn't it? I, I believe I believe it's not called Xbox One now. It's now called Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X. But the problem is that sounds very much like Xbox, which most people think of Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. So it's you know it's dumb, but oh. there you go. Um, yeah, I I know, I know what you're saying, but you know what, having to pull the game and issue refunds—I mean, let's face it—it's never going to recoup its cost now because nobody's going to buy it. Yeah, it's going to happen when, it, thing when, it, is when it's really patched. Did. Yeah, when it's patched it's now going to have to be and there's a bigger problem coming as well because there's a whole load of copies of those games sat under christmas trees right now. Yep. That um, people are going to have problems <coughs> with on day 1 when they try and try and run it and find it doesn't work properly. Um, but yeah, the the problem is is the game is effectively torpedoed now. This is this you remember that remember when those Apple power bolts, when the batteries caught fire. Yep. And Apple very quickly changed to a different technology, but nobody ever bought that power bolt because all they thought was that's the power bolt that catches fire. Yep. This is the game that doesn't run properly on your console. Yeah, so it's going to when they even when they patch it and they're talking about two big patches early next year. Yeah. Um the uh, nobody's going to buy that game full price now. for, for those, those consoles who get a refund. Yeah, it, well, the people have got a refund. If they got a digital copy on their machine, they get to keep it anyway. So, you know, there is that. But, um, yeah, the game is effectively dead. And the the, the irony is, of course, this has been the, one of the most hyped games of the of the period. I mean, it's been advertised everywhere. Yeah, this um, was going
0: to be the swan song game for the PS4 and the Xbox One. And it was going to usher in even a better version on the new consoles. And then PC is PC. Yeah. Um, you know, I I can't think of another game that's as even close to being as hyped as this game was for the last few years. I mean, I've known about this game for probably two or three years now and I've been pretty hyped for it. It's one of those rare games, new IP that I'm like, that's a game I want to play. And I'm kind of disappointed. I didn't buy it yet. Um, You know, Christmas shopping and all that. And I just, you know, but I'm on vacation this week and this was one of the games that i thought you know i'm going to take that vacation maybe i'll pick up that game um as an early christmas present to myself because i don't want to wait to actual christmas because then i miss like four days that i could be playing it but yeah it's kind of a game that i, I, I kind of want to get into that it looks it it just looked like a lot of fun and that's what games are supposed to be um you know the only other game i could think that i'm more hyped for is the next gta game
1: yeah. but
0: now I, I don't know you know it 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 kind of scares me a little bit that could a game with this kind of marketing behind it, you know, this kind of hype, be this bad. I mean, well, look, th- this is, is, is th- this sh- kind
1: of showing what the industry is
0: got to cope with here
1: soon. Yeah, well, look, the, the 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 gaming industry is now bigger than the movie industry, and it yep. makes a lot of the same mistakes the movie it has industry been for makes. A long time. Yeah, you know, and, and particularly on the marketing side, because the marketer's job is to market the game, and they will do what it play whatever tricks they have to play to make the game look as amazing as possible. And at no point does anybody turn around and say, "You know what? Maybe this game isn't quite as good as we're making it out to be," and that that's going to cause a bit of a PR backlash. Um, and and it's the same. How many times have we have we? seen really, really terrible movies get marketed the hell out of, and the trailers look are made to look amazing, including sometimes, and we've talked about this before, scenes in the trailers that aren't in the movies, lines in the trailers that aren't in the movies, yeah. uh, effects in the trailers that don't make it to the movies. Yeah, well, one is a good
0: example of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. A marketing they don't care. They say that our job is to sell it. So what we're doing is selling it. And if we're not honest about what we're selling, um, that's not our job. Our job is to sell the product we're given to sell, you know, and and that's how marketers sleep at night. And um, I don't, I don't think it's particularly, (laughs) there are parts of it that are a particularly horrible industry, to be honest, uh, I think. Uh, and And the difficulty here is the people at Sony and Microsoft and their marketing agencies who've been paid to market this game, yeah, they don't get any backlash from this. It's not they, they said it was nothing to do with us. You know, we marketed what yeah. what we had to do. And yet you find out that all the reviews of the game came from high-end PC versions, um, which obviously represented the game the best. And the reason for that was because the console... Well, obviously, the next-gen consoles weren't out, and the PS4 and Xbox, Xbox One versions didn't work. And nobody at marketing kind of thought it was worth, for a start, worth perhaps... Dropping any hints to the reviewers about that, but secondly, uh, nobody thought, you know, maybe we should alter our marketing plan on the fact that we can't issue review copies of the big, the big seller version of this game because it doesn't work yet, and we're weeks from from launch.
0: Yeah, it should have been a red you know. flag for a lot of people, and it, yeah, exactly. Know, the and, and and hype I think buried that.
1: Yeah, I think ultimately here, this is the problem: is that is that they are going to lose a colossal amount of money, uh, and. Um, I hope it's not put all put on the developer. Obviously the developer bears the bulk of the responsibility for this. But I I've got to be honest, I think the level of due diligence from the rest of the industry about the products they're selling is not is not just not good enough. Yeah. If you're if you're marketing a game, yeah, then and you're the head of a marketing company, then you should be able to stand behind your marketing by saying, we've actually got guys who've played it and think it's think what we're representing is the truth. Yeah. yeah. And just in the same way, if you're publishing a game, you should also be able to say, I'm happy with the product I'm going to publish. And I'm not just relying on assurances in an email from the developers that don't worry, the next patch will fix it. The next patch will fix it. Uh, and the closer you get them up to release day and they're still going, well, yeah, we're still working on the patch. It's not good enough. you know. And then inside the developers the management need to be able to say if you've had delays particularly if you've had release delays yeah you must be able to guarantee that the you know the product that we're going to finally issue works properly and is good enough and that means the management actually playing it not getting a demo or getting a powerpoint or anything like that means them actually sitting down and playing with that. and i think the problem is a lot of people in this industry don't play the games they sell
0: well that's I- Yes, but I think that's true in a lot of different industries.
1: Yeah, but you know, if if you're if you're in an industry, you should be engaged enough to actually. You might not be good at games, but you you should be engaged enough to actually play them as a player. Hmm.
0: So let's uh, talk about something fun, and of course, that's everything that Disney kind of talked about, as well as the last episode of The Mandalorian. Um, <clears throat> Someone posted to another friend's timeline. He said, know, this season of The Mandalorian was has restored his faith in Star Wars." Um, I don't know if I'd go that far. I, I never really lost faith in Star Wars personally, but yeah. I get the sentiment. I understand what he. Well, means
1: what, what that. he's saying is 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 these last two seasons of The Man- Mandalorian, in terms of the quality and the way they present the Star Wars universe, kind of knocked the last three movies out of the park you know they are they are the the this 16 hours of television yeah is far far better than what we've had in three multi-billion multi-million dollar um, movies i would say i would years. say
0: it's better than the prequels and it's better than the last three disney movies it's better than solo yeah but it, i think that rogue one holds up to all of
1: it yeah uh and and you know, it's interesting with Rogue One because that was one with a, a difficult development cycle as well, but it, it ended up still they did the being, right thing. And the, and and I think part of it, and and again, this comes about something you were saying. The bulk of the story of Rogue One was new characters. It was different people in, and there weren't. There, obviously, there are some quite big callbacks in Rogue One because effectively it's a pre prequel to New Hope. Um, but even within that, those boundaries, actually, uh, the best work it did was with completely new characters. Um, and I don't also know, that took-
0: scene with Darth Vader, was I mean, that's the scene that everyone talks about because it's just amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I know. Again, and 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 Rogue One was also one of these ones that was mismarketed. But part of that was because I don't think they knew what the final product was going to look like until very right. close to uh, to release. Fortunately for Rogue One, it, smart it, smart tra- people
0: stepped in and said we need to change some things here.
1: Yeah, and it, and not not only that, it transcended the problems that that it had had in production, um, and um, hopefully some people learnt from that, and, and that's reflected in what's happened. What's happened with the Mandalorian? Well, but I, I, think think, the Mandalorian I think the Mandalorian
0: shows when you put the right people in charge, who are both passionate about what they're doing and the subject matter, and have the technical chops, whether it's writing or directing. Or simply putting the right people into those roles you're going to have a really good story at the end and yeah. dave Fioni, Filoni and um uh john favaro are just man i i i can't heap enough praise on them and i hate doing that because it makes it sound like it's just those two guys and it's not yeah, but they are the face of what's going on in the Star Wars universe right well, now. Yeah, they are
1: it. they are the showrunners, and they are the ones who are selecting, extracting the best out of the people they're working with, and selecting the right people to deliver an extremely high quality product. Um, and you know, I don't want to talk about product is something you have to talk about with Star Wars because very much this is it's not unfortunately it's not just a TV show. It is. It is the basic, for for a, a start. At the moment, it's the shoulders that are holding up the entire Star Wars universe. Yeah, it's which what's are holding big, that,
0: up currently Disney Plus.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, there's no also, reason to
0: get Disney Plus without the Mandalorian right now. I know some well, people are the, like, yeah, there's some good stuff on there. There is, but it's stuff that you could find on almost every other streaming platform or your cable service. It just is. Well, I
1: yeah, I think or I stuff think we've a, already
0: seen a bunch of times.
1: It's, it's a little bit more than that because what it is it, is it, it show and I think the um, the investor relations stuff that we saw from Disney kind of illustrates this the Mandalorians is demonstrating what streaming platforms can do for their properties and and you know in delivering fantastic levels of entertainment and entertainment that is that is easily the equal of the stuff you see in the movie theaters yeah and they're demonstrating that the that it can be done and it can be done well and And I guarantee COVID is part of the fact that we got so much new TV announcements in the Star Wars universe from Disney and from the Marvel universe as well. Obviously, they're pitching towards what... they're, They're taking a play on what they think the new big thing might be. And, of course, at the same time... There's not much point in investing in new movies at this point because, the, the you know, that's a very much an open question about what's going to happen to movie theatres over the next couple of years. Yep. So, obviously, COVID has driven more investment towards TV, but The Mandalorian has demonstrated that you can do really, really high-quality entertainment that will bring eyeballs to your platform, yeah, uh, in a way that TV often hasn't done in the past. We've talked about, you know, we, we've never been in a better time for tv and and yep. that's absolutely <clears throat> true yeah but what what is, what's changed is the last four or five years we've started to get movie quality stuff
0: yeah delivered delivered, delivered
1: as tv and, and yeah
0: you know these the series coming out um hbo the watchman series was just amazing yeah um there's stuff that is coming out that i'm just so hyped for and Someone said, "You know, um, I, I hope that the movies uh, can be as good as a TV series." And I thought, and I, actually, I think I posted, "Who cares about the movies anymore when it comes to yeah. Star Wars? I don't, yeah. I don't care because it's not going to you." And it's kind of unfair. It's it's you know you've got sixteen hours of this one story. Okay, how do you beat that with a two hour movie? You can't. You know, I love The Godfather. I think it's one of the greatest movies ever made. It's not as good as the book. I mean, the book is hours and hours and hours and hours. Godfather seems like that sometimes. Um, But you just can't compare it. I mean, I I don't care about the Star Wars movies anymore. Then the opposite, well, I don't want to say the opposite. That's not true with the Marvel stuff, though. And we are focusing on Star Wars right now, but let's also talk about, before we get into... uh, More of the Star Wars stuff. Let's also talk about what's coming to Disney Plus from Marvel because they are still planning on releasing Black Widow to theaters. Now they're talking about March or May, something like that, which I think is a huge mistake, but whatever. Um, yeah. There are some projects coming up from Marvel on Disney Plus that look to me as exciting as what's coming up on Star Wars. Um, yeah. The first thing that we, we're going to get uh, in January. <clears throat> and I don't, I don't. It's called Marvel Studios Legends. I don't. It's it will revisit some iconic moments from the MCU. I don't get what that is.
1: Uh, is it? Is it? I presume it was going to be like like the um, they've done Marvel one shots before, which were like small, um, small episodes. And then they, they uh, Star Trek did a whole load of these kind of fifteen minute. Is things, that what it was? W- I well, I wonder. Uh, I mean, it wasn't really clear for unfortunately because it, it got very little coverage from because there was so much announced and this was one of the smaller things so he didn't really get a lot of coverage to explain what it was um,
0: you know. Coming exclusively to Disney Plus, Marvel's is a new series that will showcase individual characters viewers have come to know and love over the years and revisit some of their most iconic moments Um, I, Okay Well, I'm not I don't know what it's about still, even reading that So i'll reserve judgment i don't know um but on january 15th a week later wandavision starts and i've got to be honest this is the one that i'm most looking forward to it looks simply fantastic um it's two characters that were always fun on in the avengers movies but they weren't never my favorite
1: well, they, they the problem is they got kind of one-note screen time. Yeah, that was the difficulty. Is that the the big the their big story, uh, and what's with the, with the payoff for in the first of the Civil War in the um, in the Infinity Stones um, movies was was the fact that they've fallen in love and we were in the relationship, uh, and obviously that was the big one of the big tensions for for the first. Uh, well,
0: their envision dies and
1: um, yeah, but but, but that's Wanda's what I'm saying. Is is, is, is P- that the the PTSD. emotional weight of that. The emotional weight of that was was basically driven by the fact that they were involved with each other. Yes, uh, and and that was the the lens which allowed you to see how because um, Vision hadn't had a lot of screen time generally anyway. No. Certainly as, as a superhero, and the one time you did see much of him, he kind of messed up because he shot <laughs> down and and critically injured uh, the, the uh, what's his name the uh, Falcon. Uh, not the Falcon. Oh, no, it was um, the, it was the uh, War Machine. I uh, oh, was it? the Iron Patriot, or I. Can't, I war machine, machine where, where yeah whatever i yeah. i his, his name seems to change every movie which kind of really was really confused me um so uh yeah the so you could vision would was, was meant to be i mean in the in the comics vision's an incredibly powerful character and yet he was very very one note in the movies um and, and i remember thinking during um during the first uh, Infinity War movie, that, that you know he makes this whole great thing about about you know the weapons that they attack him with means that he can't phase with them, and yet you the only time you ever saw him doing the phasing stuff, which is part of his big power set uh, in the movies, was when he walked through walls to kind of uh, you know be rude to uh, to wander. Um, it wasn't really made to be part of his kind of his battle set. It was always about shooting the laser beam out of his head, uh, and I always thought that that kind of that was a missed opportunity it didn't really work that part of the movie is um, because you, you see him get beaten up by Thanos' guys and, and you kind of think well okay and and that should have had a bigger resonance than it than it could have done because they'd not really used the characters that well before um, but uh, but yeah I think I think this uh, the the opportunity to see more more depth on, on those sorts of relationships and understand what those characters are like is going to be more interesting and the thing about WandaVision is by all accounts this is leading into the next series of movies as well this is setting the groundwork for Multiverse. some of the weird things that are going to have be happening in in the next um, uh, dot you know dot strange movie and, and what have you
0: and the new Spider-Man movie which comes after yeah. that because the, some of the casting casting is just insane i mean
1: yeah they're getting Octo- uh, Dr Octopus back yeah I, what <laughs> I'm, I'm I know it's 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 it is it is really interesting, and what I find interesting about it is that in the past, I mean, we were fans of Agents of Shield, and they would occasionally really. make references to the fact they were in the same universe yeah. as as the movies. But it was always very clear there was one and there was the other, yes. yeah, and. R- every now and again you would get a minor character crossover but it was really was never the twain shall meet no um and let's face it for some of the stuff particularly in the later seasons that the agents of shields went through they really could have used an avenger or two to help them out every now and again i stopped um, watching
0: it after a certain point because it just became i didn't care
1: yeah yeah it, i know what you mean just, um the stories were so
0: kind of eluded and i just didn't care anymore yeah
1: but instead, what we're seeing now is that effectively the movie universe and the TV universe are the same place. Yep. But not only that, they, they're they perfectly happy just to have them cross over. They, I mean, they. this is what the Mandalorian kind of approach has done. We're now seeing a point where, where they're basically saying, well, it, the medium doesn't matter. The medium isn't different. We will just tell our stories the way we want to tell them. Yeah, and you I know, think that's and, the and right there, approach. And there are, there are going to be, you know, you probably... Uh, you probably would have struggled to, to be able to afford um, Robert Downey Jr. in a TV show. Um, but uh, that but that was because of the way the contracts were written back then. I'm sure nowadays basically what it says is, right, you, you join the Star Wars or the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, yeah, that means that th- there are terms that will allow you to appear on a TV show or on in a movie or vice versa or both and um and i think they're perfectly comfortable with that next and, one up
0: is um falcon and the winter soldier
1: and the trailer for this made it look really really good i it it's got a of looks like kind a captain of, america movie yeah but it but it I, even more so i mean they're, they're obviously very very much riffing on the you know guys stuck together in a buddy buddy um yep. thing but they're not best friends they no. you know they kind of they kind of have to get along but they're not best friends and obviously we'll see that develop through the series so I'm sure by the end of it they will be best friends
0: I I think that the scene that established people wanting to see these two characters were in a Volkswagen
1: yeah you know
0: in Captain America Civil War when Captain Captain America is meeting uh, the one lady and um, not Peggy Carter but whatever the other girl's name is
1: her granddaughter yeah yeah, which, is which is, was creepy. It was wrong on many levels. Yeah. Really. I know. I know it's a movie, a comic thing, but it really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way they did it was yeah. just like you know. I mean, they just come from Peggy's funeral for. Fun.
0: Yeah, and by the way, I'm her granddaughter, and. <laughs> yeah. I like you. Know? you. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, no. Um, yeah. This is. Could you move your chair up? No. Just mm. that little. Little bit of dialogue. It establishes immediately these guys, These two guys are together because of Cap. They're not yeah. really friends. They don't really have anything to do with each other. Well,
1: it's, it's even more than that because they are both very close friends of the captain. Yeah, you know, and and that in itself obviously causes tension between them because they're yeah, not the, the friend same. Of my type friend of guy. doesn't
0: necessarily make him my friend.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, there's a, and and of course, what they're doing here is they're also building on the fact that. Um, the Falcon now has the shield and he's kind of has been handed the mantle of Captain America. I can't imagine Bucky's completely cool with
0: that. Uh, I think he probably would be. I don't think Bucky wants to be Captain America. Um,
1: well, maybe it's, I suspect it's going to be a thing. So well, maybe he doesn't want to be Captain America, but maybe he doesn't want the Falcon to be Captain America either. Um, I don't you know, know. It I,
0: looks like it's going to be a really interesting series. The, the, they're bringing back, uh, Baron Zemo, yeah, which I think is great because he was a fantastic bad guy. So yeah. that looks really good. Another one that I'm way excited for is Loki.
1: Oh wow! Uh, this is, I mean this this is the best one, and um, and the reason it's the best one is is not because the character is is well the character is great, but it's Tom Hiddleston's performance. Oh, and he's you, so awesome! You see the trailer, and again you think this this could be a movie. This is this is clearly the standalone Loki movie that could have been made. Yes. Only it's a TV show, and it looks brilliant. It looks absolutely brilliant. You and know, set it up perfectly got, in the movies for the yeah, series. But he's got that. He's just got the character down. Oh yeah, yeah. and you know, and and uh, like an, an anti-hero character is often one of the best characters. Well, he's um, not an
0: anti-hero. He's a bad guy, no question about well, it.
1: Well, but that's the point, you know, Loki. And and the the different. Here's the thing as well: is that Loki in the Loki in the in the movies kind of became an anti-hero, but but this Loki came out of the timeline before he'd got through that. Yes. Yeah. He was, st- I mean, he li- he literally he left the timeline, um, just at the point where he just tried end, to take it, over the Earth. Yeah, with right. The, at the, t- end of the first Avengers yeah. movie. So, so you know, he's in a different place, and and now we get to see him go on a different journey. I mean, I think that's going to be great.
0: Yeah, I it the the trailer looks fantastic. I mean, he is a hundred percent mischief Loki. I mean it, it looks really good. Do you hope to see maybe Thor showing up at it all?
1: Um, no, I don't know. Okay. I don't. I I don't know. I mean, Thor's and well, you I mean, it's time travel. So who who the heck knows? I I think I think they'll do more cameos rather than direct. I I think the the Thor Loki relationship is is part of the MCU that has really been gone through quite a lot. I agree. And I don't think it needs revisiting at this. Point. I want more fat Thor though. <laughs> well, don't we all? Oh don't we all? It was one of um, the best. Yeah. Um,
0: or, or as he's affectionately known, Lebowski Thor. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> Lebowski Odinson. Um, the next one is Marvel's What If? Animated series. I, I, I think it could be good. Um, I don't know that one. I'm a little. I don't know. It, I, it I looks mean, like it could be pretty good, though.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, I mean. No, one look. One thing we know with with Marvel is that they don't always get it right. <coughs> um, they get you know, it right
0: more often than that, though. They do,
1: but but they don't always get it right. And there's a there's a lot of um, it's not really a basket, but they they're throwing a lot of things at the wall with this one. And um, this is what I say about COVID: is that I suspect some of these projects wouldn't have been greenlit in. Uh, in the the pre COVID times, because a lot a lot of people working on them would have been working on movies, yeah. Um, so I think I think you know they look they're taking risks they're seeing what works what doesn't. Uh, I think I think doing that sort of thing as an animated show is probably a good idea, um, you know, and it will get it get, get get see more characters doing different things. That's kind of what you want, isn't it? Next one, I'm, um,
0: I don't know it. Here's my problem. Back in 2013, a new series was launched called Miss Marvel, and mm-hmm. it was a um, Pakistani American teenager who was obsessed with uh, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. She had posters on her wall, and I mean, and then a big event happens in the comic book that Tajirian Mists get released worldwide. Yeah, and which, was a, which have, was a
1: a plot, plot line from the early early seasons of Agents of Shield. Yeah, because they released. were trying to do the whole Inhumans thing then, and with that failed of, TV show.
0: Yep, a whole bunch of people that had the Inhuman genes gets activated, if you will, and she is one of them. And she basically has Mister uh, the uh, Mister Fantastic Reed Richards yeah. powers, stretchy and um, but it wasn't about the powers. It was about the characters in her life and her and her eternal optimism, um, in her home life. And it was simply fantastic. It was, it was for many years, one of the best Marvel comics out there. Um, and I, I don't think enough people know about it. It was simply really, really good writing and for them to, to, jump in with the series i'm a little bit worried you know the previews they showed it feels way more like a um uh a wb series than it does yeah. a marvel and so i'm a little worried about that there was a little bit of backlash because a lot of
1: people are saying well you guys cast a christian in the role
0: like really really Yeah. well, look, Come on.
1: So, well it, uh, on the internet somebody will always pick a hole in whatever anybody does you know, because because you could hire, you could hire somebody who is a, a Pakistani American, uh, a Muslim, and all like that, and then you then you turn somebody would exactly. turn around and say, "Oh, the skin's not dark enough," or yeah, um, it's always
0: going to be know, something like that. It's, she's it's got sad. An,
1: you know, she's got her grandfather was Iranian, and that's uh, you know, or um, yep. so, somebody will always find something to get infuriated about. It just it doesn't but, matter because those people are tiny a tiny a, minority except
0: here. except here's the problem though and I, so here's why i kind of sympathize that this character's uh religion is a huge part of the series it, it it is one of the motivating factors of who she is as a character um and it is what endeared a lot of people to her
1: yeah but, but the,
0: i know they're but, actors but they it, can well, act. they,
1: they're acting
0: i know yeah I right? get it, but if no, that's no, your I thing, und- I mean, yeah, you, I und- you I finally know, get und- someone that represents who you are on the screen, and the actor doesn't believe in this, these these things. Now you can say, yeah, well, but- yeah, but Tom Hiddleston <laughs> isn't a mischievous guy. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I get it. I get, yeah, it. I get your acting. arguments. I do. And I, I the understand. Biggest,
1: uh, let me tell you, the biggest. Uh, I, I actually thought about this recently. The biggest thing that illustrates that to me is if you if you look at Chris Evans. A lot of people forget that Chris Evans played Johnny, um, Johnny, Johnny Storm, Storm. In, the fan, in the first two Fantastic Four movies, yeah? Now, you could watch him in that and then immediately watch Captain America, the first Captain America movie, yeah? And you wouldn't even realise they're the same person. That's how different his performance is. Yeah. yeah. I know there's a few years between them, but what I'm saying is that nowadays I suspect most people would think that the real Chris Evans is kind of like Captain America a very straight up, you know, do good type guy, you know, straight down the middle, a very honest, very, uh, you know, Boy Scoutish, a bit like Captain America. Yeah. That that's because of the performance he gave in the Captain America movies, in the Marvel movies, yeah. Yep. But in fact, he was able to play somebody else. I've watched other movies. I watched him in, um, no, uh, what's it called? What's no? What's the one with the with the train? Uh, Snowpiercer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In in the movie of Snowpiercer, yeah. I watched two thirds of the movie before I even realised it was him, yeah. <laughs> that and that's because it's, it, it is it is acting. The whole point about acting is that you. You build characters, not just on your own experiences, but, you know, you go away and you research things and you, you project the things that the director wants and what the script wants and that sort of stuff. That is acting. And I, while I'm, f- I'm fully on board with the fact that people of different minorities need opportunity to act, yeah, I don't believe it has to be, well, you can only go out and you should only go out and act in a role where, which completely fits your personal demographic profile. Yeah, that is not acting and I don't I don't have a lot of time for that, you know, I think I I think uh, what what do you want the casting directors of of this TV series and the movies to do? Do you want them to pick the best performer for the role or do you want to say, oh, well, you are you're actually bedding this other guy, but you uh, this uh, other lady, but you're not you you don't have the right religion. So therefore you can't do the job. So you're okay
0: if Mel Gibson plays
1: Moses in the right circumstances yes <laughs> i am yeah the, the point is i don't i don't think, I don't think mel gibson's personal uh, background yeah should bar him from the role i mean moses is a very good example yeah moses was uh, uh, was brought up as an egyptian so he was brought up as an arab in a in a um, a, re- a religion that's complete anathema to anybody who's jewish yeah because you know the, the Egyptian religion is, is effectively is a cult religion, it was, was like cult religions. they worshiped objects yeah So you're not going to find anybody who's going to play Moses with that as their background. So why not Mel Gibson if he's good enough for the role if he's going to ring what want you want what you want to the role if you you know if you want the Moses who who likes to call people sugar tits, then Mel Gibson's your guy.
0: Except the whole anti-Semitism rant that he went on, but you
1: know. Well, yeah, me. okay. Well, you'd hope if he's a good enough actor, he could kind of get past that. He's not. He's not. No. <laughs> he's Which is why your your example, is although he specious. did just play Santa Claus,
0: and it was actually kind of entertaining. Um,
1: yeah. Hawkeye is the next one. I'm. It, this looks good. It looks very good. Um, they're going. They're they're going for the right. Um, the right uh, Hawkeye setting, yep. Because Hawkeyes have been a pretty diverse character over the years, but they're going for one of the best stories that was told about Hawkeye. Yep. Um, they've got they've got the uh, you know the the new young Hawkeye in there, um, played by Hayley Steinfeld, who's a really fantastic really actress, actress, Oscar yeah. winning actress. Yeah.
0: Um, she Hulk looks funny. I, they haven't shown anything about it because they haven't started filming or anything yet. But it's supposed to be a comedy.
1: Yeah, well, you know, she helped. Why not? I, I always, I always thought it was an amusing character. Anyway, because well, she broke the
0: third wall a lot.
1: Yeah, well, exactly. She's she's one of those, those. You know, I don't. This stuff is weird, and I don't give a crap about any of it. Type characters, um, and it's such. It, it, because it's so different to the Hulk, you know, who who obviously is is you know barely intelligible a lot of the time. Um, the, the the idea of, of having you know a professional woman, who who just happens to be green and incredibly strong, um, and just doesn't give a crap about anything, I think is is going to be uh, is going to be an interesting uh, interesting TV show.
0: Moon Knight, which is uh, being labeled as an Indiana Jones type of show, which is interesting because Moon Knight doesn't really have any powers, um, and the Mark Specter is. A mercenary, and he is in kind of insane. He's got multiple personalities. This this could be one of these Watchmen type of episode or shows. You know what I mean? That comes out of nowhere and is just amazing.
1: Uh, well, yeah, because again, the, the I mean, I until this was announced, I'd never heard of Moon Knight. So um, there's going to be a lot of most people I would have thought in that situation, and that gives you know the uh, the showrunners a lot of opportunity to put their own stamp on it. Samuel um,
0: Jackson's coming back as Nick Fury. Yeah, I mean Secret the, yeah. Vision and Talos is going to be in it. Ben Yep is that his name? Mendelssohn, something like that. Um, he the of course he played the uh, cr- uh, the Skrull in Captain America or Captain Marvel.
1: Yeah, I, I mean this is the this is the big in- interesting thing with this one is that because at the moment the Skrulls have kind of been played for laughs. And um, they—they're not the um, kind of universe threat, universal threat that they are in the comic books at all. Um, and I wonder how they're going to do that. Yep, you know, Iron
0: Heart uh, is coming out, which is um, a young black girl who's at the level or close to the level of Tony Stark when it comes to uh, being kind of an inventor, and she makes an Iron Man-like armor. Um, I I liked Ironheart when they first showed her. But I think that they've gone the wrong direction with the character. And I, I'm just not very interested in her. I'm hoping yep. that this kind of turns it around. Um, I don't know. We'll see.
1: This is another one that could yeah, that could end up being WV. more of a CW type no, series. CW, CW that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Our- and, and you know, and and you know, we keep saying I don't want to diss too much on the C- I love a lot of the CW series. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy them, but they are, they are very much a different thing. They are the things that we were just talking about. The Mandalorian isn't in that they are tr- very clearly TV shows. You know, um, they are filmed and depicted and budgeted and presented in a way that makes them very clear that they are TV shows. Very little danger for any of the principal characters because you know they're going to last 26 26 episodes for a season. Yep. You know, um and kind of soapy in some respects uh and uh, and they have that that typical structure where you know there's a there's a battle at the beginning of the episode and then there may be a minor battle in the middle of the episode and then kind of a slightly big finale, but not that big because it's TV budget. Mm. Wow. You know, that, that's what they are. Yep. And, and they are – they're a different, very different type of thing. They're still entertaining, but they're not really in the same class as some of the stuff we're talking about here. And um, compared to The Mandalorian, you know, and stuff like that, which exactly. is effectively is very cinematic. Well, not and that's same.
0: because of the filming – Technologies that they've basically adopted now that is taking television production to a whole different level. Armor Wars is coming, um, War Machine, James yep. Rhodes, uh, dealing with the fallout of Stark's death and his technology falling into the wrong hands. That could be a very interesting series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming, uh, they haven't said when, they just said it's coming but the one okay I got to revise my thing this is the one that I'm most looking forward to Um, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea James Gunn is working on it so I've got 100% confidence that's going to be holiday of 2022 so we're two years out from that yeah but I'm in I'm good and you know know what I'm not in I'm not into I'm not into talking about all the Star Wars stuff coming up we're going to save that for two weeks from today because David hasn't watched. I know he read it. It's not the same. We're going to talk about all the Star Wars projects coming out including, I know I hinted to the beginning of the series, uh, this episode, but we're not going to hit it this episode. Um, Mandalorian Season 2. We're going to review the whole season including spoiling everything. We're going to talk about the upcoming uh, series coming from Disney+. Plus. Um,
1: they all look very interesting and uh, you know we'll see what's going to happen so just before we just before we finish and thank you for that um blind sign right at the last minute yeah. there. well we're my at, my we're at at, like my 50 attitude minutes. my attitude guys was um let's just talk about it i know what happened um and uh, as long as you don't ask me any direct quest direct yeah, opinions I, I you i watch, you to watch it before
0: we discuss it <laughs> I, know, I know you and do. it, and it gives know. the listeners out there a little bit longer to yeah. uh, to watch the Look, anybody listening to this episode, I'm sure, has seen the last episode. But there might be a couple of nuts like you that haven't watched it (laughs) yet. So we're going to hold that
1: for two weeks. But Before we we finish, though, I just want to ask you one question um, about about what we've just been talking about. We've got two very different plays that have been that have been done over the last few weeks. We've got the HBO Max play, which is Warner Brothers basically saying all our movies are just going to come out on HBO Max. And, and you watched it off a whole bunch of people. Uh, it, it did. up. We, we were excited about it, but it upset a lot of people. Yep. Um, and a lot of people in the movie industry yep. apparently feel they weren't consulted. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't. Well, they yeah no, they weren't. But they feel they should have been consulted. I don't know quite what how that conversation would have gone. It would have gone. Warner Brothers going, we want to do this. Them going, we don't want you to do this. And Warner Brothers going, well, it's our money, so we're going to do this. I mean, that's pretty much how it would have gone.
0: Well, Um, except they have all these. Look, if uh, here's the problem for some of these actors that are coming out saying, and directors, that are coming out saying this is bullshit. We took less money up front because we were going to get box office gate. And they just effectively, uh, without telling us how we're going to be compensated, screwed us out of millions of dollars. Yeah, guys, you guys are complaining about this during a pandemic when people are losing their lives and their jobs. And you you guys are the ones getting on YouTube and going, we're all in this together. (laughs) We all have
1: to make sacrifices.
0: Really? Really? Do you
1: believe? I do believe, Tim, you make an excellent point. Yeah,
0: they look um, like dumbasses, I swear yeah. to God. Some and, of them, and, like, oh, never mind. I'm not going to get into specifics, but some of them really came out looking bad about this whole thing.
1: Yeah. For the and, wrong um, reasons,
0: because it was all about money. It wasn't uh, my about, only, my only comment I made my be, movie for the big screen. Kiss my ass.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have a big screen yeah. in my house.
1: I I, I think, you know. Many of those who are relying on those box office grosses to get their percentages yeah. have, have forgotten the fact that Hollywood accounting exists. All that happens here is Warner Brothers found a different way to screw the uh, screw yeah. the people Shocker. with the grosses because you know nobody's ever been stiffed on the uh, on the box on the Hollywood accounting model. And a bunch of them are
0: saying, "Well, Warner Brothers used to be the place that was friendly to actors and creatives. That's all changed now. Good luck getting projects in the future." Yeah, right sure good yeah. luck, my ass you guys look, will be begging them to work
1: not, not only that look Warner Brothers uh, uh, they are trying something because they see the writing on the wall which is the sure. next three four years in particular are probably going to be pretty tough in the movie industry and they yeah? listen to now, the show now Disney's doing something different Disney's saying well we have all these properties so let's just pile in on high quality TV content yeah. that will drive you know they're all they're all basically saying we need to keep eyeballs on our streaming services Yep. Um. And this is Disney's way, which is to throw a lot of very high quality content. You know, and they have the advantage that they own so many of these properties that are um, very interested, very interesting to a lot of people. So, what's you know, your question? My well, so my 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 question is 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 do you think that? Um. I mean, we speculated whether Disney would would go the Warner Brothers route. Do you think this is? disney's response to that to basically say no we're just going to make more great tv no i think this i think think most of this
0: was already no i think these are two separate things i think this was disney's plan from the very beginning when they launched disney plus a year ago Um, this is only a uh, a service that's been out for a year and it's this high profile already mostly because of mandalorian let's be honest um you know it's the biggest buzz thing that they have going right now at disney by far And they already knew what... I think Disney's long-term plans were amazing stuff on Disney+, Plus, but they're still going to be strong in the movies. Because, let's be honest, a year ago, they broke every Brock's office record in the world when they released Marvel Endgame, or Avengers Endgame. So they still see a huge uptick for movies in theaters, and that's why they're not releasing... Um, black widow anytime soon on disney plus they're still going to hit the movie theaters Um, so i think it is two different distinct approaches within disney and i don't think they're going the the uh, warner brothers way now who's getting it right i don't know um i don't want to go to movie theaters i would from my point of view i would much rather watch black widow on my couch Mm -hmm. that's that's what I are, where I want to watch it. Now is that because of the pandemic? To a certain degree, sure, but I've hated going to the movie theaters for a long time now. Yeah. I mean Yeah, well, it's, I, it's I, I mean
1: we talked about this before. Yeah. You know, what this has shown to people is that you can be entertained just as well at home and you don't have all the downsides of a movie yep. theater.
0: Exactly. You know, so I are, want the, more stuff on Disney Plus. I don't yeah. I don't care about but by the same token, if there is a a brand new Avengers movie, I kind of I kind of do want to see that in a the theater. I kind of no. do, but not really, if that makes any sense. So, is this a new yeah. direction from Disney? No, this was the plan all along.
1: Okay. So, what do you think they should do about Black Widow?
0: I think they should have released it to on Disney Plus. Uh, they should have done it uh, at Christmas to compete with Warner Brothers and Wonder Woman. Um I think that would have been the right move, but, you know, we at the very least, David You and I on the next Geeks Pub in two weeks can talk about Star Wars and Wonder Woman, which is coming on Christmas Day, and of course, um, yeah. But here's here's the thing, and um, and HBO Max finally came to an agreement, so it is on there now. So everybody knew it was going to happen.
1: I yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. I I mean, I I don't have I don't have any way of watching Wonder Woman here except for going to the theater. Yeah. Well, you know. So. Yeah, well hit, and that's a, that's it, another conversation to have is <laughs> once is. these things go on streaming, yeah, that means they become far e- easier to pirate at a higher quality.
0: No, it, the moment it goes on streaming, 3 hours later you're going to have a Blu-ray quality 4K version that you can pirate immediately. Absolutely, 100% it's going to happen.
1: Of course I wouldn't ever do that, so I probably will not have seen it by you the time we talked see about it. this.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So with that, we're going to wrap up Geek's Pub. We'd love to get feedback from you guys. It's the show at geekspubpodcast.com or you can go to geekspubpodcast or mymac.com and leave a message there. We will read your uh, comments here. We haven't got any uh, to speak of. uh, So send us feedback. We we definitely want to get feedback from you guys. If you'd like to be on the show, we are encouraging people to do so. We've already had uh, people on, well, one person on the show in the past. We'd like to invite more. Uh last week on Tech Fan we had a guest. So hey, if you're up to um being on the microphone at 7 30 a.m on a Sunday morning, let us know. Two weeks from now we you could be on in two weeks. Talk about exactly what we already said we're gonna we're gonna review Wonder Woman and we're gonna talk about the upcoming slate of Star Wars stuff on Disney Plus as well as the Mandalorian season two. Um, we'd love to have you. The show at GeeksPubPodcast.com. David, anything else before we wrap
1: here? Uh, no, I'm going to go and watch The Mandalorian now.
0: Yeah. Shame. <laughs> Did you watch uh, Game of Thrones? No. You've never watched it?
1: I watched the most of the first season, okay. and I've read about half the books. All right. Because
0: so. I was going to make you do the walk, the shame walk. Take your clothes off, and you got to walk, and we all, you all shame.
1: Well, I, I do that every week anyway.
0: I know. <laughs> it's a Jewish thing, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what my parents told me, but now i have started to suspect
0: that they might have been screwing around <laughs> yeah. with me. Well, uh,
1: the, the, the weird thing is I've never seen anyone else do it. It's only always just been me. So. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious.
0: All right, my friend, I will see you next week on Tech Fan.
1: See you then. Bye.